This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Are you believing God for a miracle, but wondering why it's taking so long for something to happen? You may just find your answer in this eye-opening four-day message. God will work miracles with the fuel of your faith. In Pastor's study of the exodus of the children of Israel from Egypt into the Promised Land, we see a people who God wanted to mightily bless, but whose weak faith and refusal to trust shut the door to their miracle for an entire generation. Likewise, as Christians, even though we too are highly favored and God has given us all that we need to claim His awesome promises, His best for us will never become a reality until we take the God-ordered steps in the exercise of our faith that He requires. In this message, likening them to a well-tuned engine, Pastor calls them the five cylinders of faith. Faithfully practicing them might just get that miracle prayer answered today. Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 7 says, Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. In the day of trial in the wilderness where your fathers tested me, tried me, and saw my works for 40 years. Therefore, I was angry with that generation and said, They always go astray in their heart. And pay attention to this last verse because this is what we're going to really preach and teach about today. And they have not known my ways. They have not known my ways. In other words, what God is saying is that they have forgotten all the ways that God had moved so supernaturally in such spectacular ways in all the times before. And because they couldn't remember and because they forgotten the ways of God, it really fostered, instead of it fostering faith, it fostered doubt. Instead of their hearts being filled with faith because of remembering the ways of God, um, it, it, it created doubt and unbelief. And it caused them uh, to not be able to enter into the promises of God. And really, this is one of the things that we need to talk about because as we're moving along through this, this life, you know, facing our daily battles and struggles, we need, to, we need to keep this one thought in mind. We must every day remember the ways of God. Remember how he worked in our lives in times past. Remember how he was faithful in times past. Remember what he did to help you and to give you the breakthrough in times past. And if he did it then, he will do it again. Because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So the children of Israel had forgotten the ways of God. And it really prevented them from getting the blessings and really being able to keep on moving. We can learn some things in this, in this exodus from Egypt in, on their way through the Red Sea and into the Promised Land or towards the Promised Land. Let's just give you a little background. The children of Israel were 430 years under the bondage of the Egyptians. For 430 years they were slaves. All they did were make mud bricks and serve at the, at the request of Pharaoh and the Egyptian people. 
And for 430 years, they were totally in bondage to the Egyptians. And God says at a point of time, enough is enough. Sometimes you've got to say that in your own life, enough is enough. Amen? I'm not going to be in this condition anymore. Well, anyway, God says enough is enough, and he's, he raises up, and you see this is an interesting thing, he raises up Moses. And Moses is the one that's going to lead this people out of Egypt. You know, God still works that way in this day and age that we live. When God wants to take his people to a new place or to a better place, he usually raises up a voice. He'll raise up a man of God to be a leader to that people, to help them. When he lets you go, he will surely drive you out of here altogether. <laughs> Hallelujah. So God says, that's it. I'm going to raise up one more. I'm going to send one more plague. And that plague is going to be the one that's going to set the children of Israel free. Because Pharaoh is going to let you go. Now listen to what happens when God, uh, when God acts and moves and Pharaoh lets the children of Israel go. He says in verse 2, he says, speak now. God says this, speak now in the hearing of the people. And let every man ask from his neighbor and every woman from her neighbor articles of silver and articles of gold. Now listen to verse 3. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt in the sight of Pharaoh's servants and in the sight of the people. So basically, let me just paint a picture here. God says, <clears throat> I'm, gonna, I'm putting the favor of God upon you. That now, you, Israelites, you're going to ask the Egyptians for silver and gold and for all their things, and they're willingly going to turn it over to you. So the very, very first thing that we want to talk about today, because we're talking about the ways of God. One of the things that you need to understand about the ways of God, as we find it in this story, is that God's favor rests in every believer who follows after Jesus Christ and follows his word. That means that people are out there that God is going to use to turn to you and to help you to open up doors of opportunity and to bless you in ways that they would never do for anybody else because the favor of God is upon your life. This is the way of God. This is the way of God, you see. So, so supernaturally, people are going to start to bless you and do things. Don't, don't, don't be surprised. If you're the one that gets the raise and everybody else gets the pink slip. Don't be surprised if your business is flourishing and everybody else's business is going down the tubes. You, you, we've got to get this. We've got to get this confession going saying, I am blessed and highly favored. Say it with me. Say, I am blessed and highly favored of the Lord, you see. So let me give you, let me give you a couple of them. Um, well, let me show you another verse here. Go over just over to chapter 12. And it says it again, verse 35, it says, Now the children of Israel had done according to the word of Moses. So we understand that obedience preceded this blessing. Obedience always precedes or comes before the blessing, right? It says the children had done according to the word of Moses, which was the word that he got from God. They obeyed what Moses told them. And they had asked from the Egyptians articles of silver, articles of gold, and articles of clothing... And the Lord had given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they granted them what they requested. Thus, they plundered the Egyptians. They took their goods as they were on their way out the door. Hallelujah. You know, I want you to just think about this, and, and this is a principle you can lay down, is that for 430 years, these Egyptians robbed the children of Israel. Probably when they first took them into captivity, they probably stripped them of all their goods. 
And in one swooping move, a moment of time, in one swooping move by the hand of God, God restored all of the wealth that had been stolen from them in one swift move. That reminds me of a verse. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. The thief, here's another one, the thief must pay back seven times. So you see, it doesn't matter if anybody's stolen from you. It doesn't matter if anybody's taken from you. The truth of the matter is that the favor of God is upon you and God will see to it that you will be restored because that is the way of God. That's how God works. The children of Israel got jammed up in unbelief and doubt because they had forgotten the ways of God. They've forgotten the favor of God that they walked with. And I, I, I'm concerned today because there are a lot of Christians, I believe, that have forgotten uh, the awesome favor that is upon your life. And, and you may know that, but you don't walk in it. You may know it, but that's not your attitude. You've got to get the right attitude together. You've got to see yourself as blessed. You've got to call yourself blessed. When you go before your authorities, when you go before your bosses, when you go before your, your business partners or the people you do business with, you've got to walk into that place with a mindset that I am blessed and highly favored. The favor of God is upon me. These people will work for me and for my good so that I can be empowered to build the kingdom of God. Come on, somebody in this house. Children of Israel had forgotten that they were blessed and highly favored. So this is awesome. In one swooping move, God restored everything and probably even more than what the children of Israel had been, had, that had been taken from them. Let me give you a definition, first of all, of what favor means, all right? Uh, this is from the Vines Dictionary. It says, the word represents the position one enjoys before a superior who is favorably disposed towards him. So that means that when you're in front of a superior, whatever, whoever, or whatever that superior is, they're going to be favorably disposed towards you. They're going to look kindly upon you. They're going to help you. They're going to get involved in your life. They're going to open up doors of opportunity. They're going to give into your bosom because the favor of God is upon your life. Say this with me. Say, I'm blessed and highly favored. I want this to, I want this to just get deep within your soul. So here, let me give you another one. It also refers to what a king can and will do for someone he likes. Here are some words that describe favor. Acts of kindness. Give preferentiality to, support, promote, advance, help, increase. Those are all words that describe what favor is and that ought to be going on in your life because that is the way of God. God gives favor to his children. Therefore, people ought to be helping you, promoting you, advancing you, getting involved with you, and you ought to expect it to happen everywhere you go. Come on, expect it, because the favor of God is on your life. Amen? You'll only get what you expect or what you ask for. Blessed is he who expects nothing, for he will be given to him. Did you hear what I said? So, the children of Israel were blessed. They've forgotten the ways of God. So, number one way of God is that he gives favor to his children, and that's what God does. All right. Now, let's look at another thing here in chapter 13, and I want you to see verse 17. <coughs> Excuse me. And here's another, another way of God. We need to talk about this. It said in verse 17, Then it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God did not lead them by way of the land of the Philistines, although, although that was near... 
For God said, lest perhaps the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. So let me paint this picture for you. The two million Jews are all assembled and they, they've now looted all the Egyptians. They've basically taken everything. I, I would imagine that the favor of God was so strong on them that, <laughs> that the, the Egyptians paid them to just get out of their country because all these plagues came upon Egypt and Egypt was devastated. The children of Israel, all two, mil, two million of them are walking out and they're, they're right at the border. Now you gotta get this picture. They're right at the border of crossing into the desert, which would be the route that would eventually take them to the promised land. And just when they get to the border, to the edge of crossing, God says, halt, turn around, go backwards, and go, go towards the way of the Red Sea. Now, doesn't that sound like, I don't know, I don't know if it sounds like anything you've been through, but it certainly sounds like me. I mean, there have been many times when I thought I was right up to the edge in pursuit of something right there, and God all of a sudden said, I take five steps forward, and then all of a sudden I took ten steps backwards. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Well, one of the things that we have to learn from this is why did God take them the long way? And not only was this the long way, but this was also a harder way. It would be much easier to just walk over on dry ground than to be facing the Red Sea. How many of you would agree it's a lot easier to get over on terra firma than it is to get over by water? Well, you see, what I've learned, and this is something, this is one of the ways of God that we've got to learn, is that God doesn't always give you shortcuts. And God's way is not always the easy way. I mean, I look over my life and I think, you know, there were, when I first started out in ministry, I wanted to get from point A to point Z. I mean, people told me, oh, you're going to start this church in the first year, you're going to have 500 people. Well, you know, the bottom line to it is, oh, I had 500 people in the first year, it would have probably killed me. Either it would have killed me or I would have killed them. <laughs> One or the other. Because I wasn't ready to arrive at 500 people at that particular time in my life. Now, at the time, that was a painful thought. It was a hard thought to bear. But I had to come to the realization and the understanding that God doesn't always take you to your destination or your destiny the short way and not always necessarily the easy way. God will take you sometimes the long way around and he'll even take you sometimes the difficult way around. Well, there's a couple of things. God wants to make sure that you're trusting him every step of the way and not yourself. And secondly, when you get there, that you're going to keep the blessing and you're not going to lose it. And number three, that God's going to get the glory and not you. So he took them the long way around. So I say to those of you that are here today, don't be frustrated because things aren't working out as quickly as you want them to work out. Don't be frustrated because, you know, you, you, you see your destiny, but it's been a slow, you know, deliberate move in that direction. The key to the whole, the whole thing is that you keep on moving. The key is that you keep on trusting. The key is you say, Lord, I don't know the, totally the way. I don't know if you're going to take me the long way, the short way, the easy way, the hard way, the medium way, but I am committed to follow you, to, to believe you, and to trust you every step of the way because I know in my heart whether we go the easy way or the hard way, the short way or the long way, we're going to get there right on time. So... So he took them the long way around. So one of the, one of the ways of God that we have to really talk about for a few minutes is that, you know, understand that God doesn't always give a shortcut. And I know so many frustrated Christians because they're believing that, you know, they should be in a place that they're not or they want to be somewhere where they're not and they want something to change. But God doesn't always work that way. Sometimes it's going to take you the long way around. 
And, and you see, in that process, you're learning, you're developing, you're growing. God is making you ready to walk into that blessing that he has for you because he wants you to take that blessing and to keep that blessing and not lose it. And you see, going the long way around really perfects your faith. You see, you see, faith is like a muscle. You've heard me say this before. If you don't exercise that muscle, if you don't stretch that muscle, if you don't stress that muscle, if you don't challenge that muscle, that muscle will never grow into something bigger and stronger. And faith is like a muscle. Don't be frustrated because God, this is one of the ways of God. And the children of Israel didn't learn this. It says they've forgotten his ways. And, and thus, you know, uh, children, God's children today, I believe the same problem. We have forgotten the ways of God. Or maybe we haven't even known the ways of God. But we, we should, and we shouldn't forget how God works. So God took them the long way around. And the basic comes down to this. God took them that way because he was trying to help them to avoid trouble. Because some of us, if we took a shortcut, we'd be in big trouble. Can I meddle? I can't tell you how many young people I've, I've had come to my office in a really bad relationship with somebody. Married, you know, get married, get into a really bad relationship. And one of the reasons is they take shortcuts. Instead of trusting and waiting on God to bring the right person into your life, and instead of looking for them at the local bar, look for them at the local church. You know? If you want a Christian, go where Christians go. Go where Christians congregate. Don't go where sinners congregate and think you're going to find a Christian there. Or think you're going to find a sinner and you're, going to, you're somehow going to become their redeemer and make them a Christian. Ain't going to work, honey. Just, you know, if you want to spend your life cleaning fish, and you can do that, but you're better off getting the ones that are already caught and cleaned. But, but they, 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 want to, they want to go the shortcut. And they don't want to trust God. They don't want to, you know, they don't want to just wait on God. They want to take the shortcut. And they end up in a disaster. And so many people end up in trouble because they don't want to go the way of God. They want to just go their own way. Glory to God. Somebody give me an amen right there. And you, you can plug that example in anywhere because it fits in, in every area of life. People just take shortcuts all the time. But don't do that. God will take you. Uh, a long way around. And you know, it's interesting because like I said, they were going one direction and God made them change direction. Don't worry if God makes you change direction. You say, well, I'm going this way. Don't keep going this way if God's telling you to go. But it doesn't make sense to go this way. Well, that's what he did to the children of Israel. It made sense to keep going and cross the border on dry ground. But God said, no, I want you to go towards the water. That's crazy. God, why are we going? I, I'm sure, I don't know. Let's read into the, I probably grew up. Moses, why are you taking us this way? We're going right to the Red Sea. What is this all about? We don't understand it. It's easier to just cross the land over there. Just shut up and walk. Just shut up and obey God. Just shut up and do what God says. I don't know why we're going there, but God says to go to the border of the Red Sea. Hallelujah. Sometimes you don't know. You may have to change direction. Or you might go in a direction that seems silly, but just obey God because you will end up with a miracle in your life. Hallelujah. Somebody give me an amen. Here's a verse. Here's a verse for you. Isaiah 42, 16 says, I will bring the blind by a way they did not know. I will lead them in paths they have not known. I will make darkness light before them and crooked places straight. These things I will do for them and not forsake them. Now for the children of Israel, because they didn't have the Holy Spirit the way we have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was there, but he didn't live in them. He wasn't released in the world yet. We know that Jesus released the Holy Spirit, um, you know, before he ascended to heaven. And he's, he, he gave the Holy Spirit 
uh, into, the, into the earth. But at that point, they didn't have the Holy Spirit, so God had to provide another way to guide them and to lead them. And he provided a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. So what we learned from that, one of the ways of God is that we have the direction, we have the, the guidance of God. And the guidance that we have is the Holy Spirit who lives in us, who's going to speak to us. And you, you study in John, and we don't have time to get over there, but it says Jesus taught us that the Holy Spirit would guide us and speak truth to us. So that means that we shouldn't be confused. We shouldn't be mixed up. We've got the voice and the direction of the Holy Spirit that lives in us, that's guiding us into all the affairs of our life, wherever we need to go, ultimately into our destiny in God. We can rely on and count on the, the divine guidance of the Holy Spirit to lead us where we need to be. So some of you are looking at me here this morning and you say, well, you know, I, I, I'm mixed up. I, well, it's because you're not listening to the Holy Spirit. You see, so, so one of the ways of God is that he provides supernatural direction and guidance to his people. And that, therefore, for us as believers, we ought to seek it. We ought, we ought to be looking for it. We ought to be expecting the Holy Spirit to speak to us. And, you know, you have to hone that, that in your life. You have to work it. You have to listen and obey. One, one of the, someone says, Pastor Ray, Pastor Ray, how do I learn to listen or hear the voice of the Holy Spirit? And I have a very simple answer. Be quiet. Just be quiet. See, if you're doing all the talking and you're doing all the, you know, thinking all the time, and just, just learn to be quiet. Learn to settle yourself down. Get in the presence of God. You know, sometimes you, gotta, you, you just got to turn everything off, put all the magazines away, the books away, TV off, radio off, internet down, Twitter, twatter, tweeter, and everything else has got to be shut off. <laughs> and you just got to get into the presence of the Lord and just listen. God begins to speak to your heart. He's not going to, you know, he's not going to speak with an audible voice. He can, and he has. But that's not generally the way he does it. He's going to lead you. He's going to guide you. You're going to know what to do because you're going to have peace in your heart. See, the Bible teaches us to follow after peace. Children of Israel forgot the ways of God. And there are a lot of Christians today that forgot the way, ways of God because you're still managing your own life. You're not listening to God. You're not obeying God. If God was trying to get a message to you, you wouldn't listen. You wouldn't hear it. You wouldn't obey it because you've taken matters into your own hands and you, you've desensitized your ability to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Because for you, you think it's easier just to do life your own way and not really involve the Holy Spirit in your life. But really, he's been given as your guide, as your helper, to guide you into all truth. But you have to take the time to listen. You have to take the time to spend with him. You have to take the time to, to, to really search and seek God's will and God's direction sometimes. See, don't forget the ways of God because God worked that way with the children of Israel and God is still working that way today in the lives of his people. God is still providing supernatural, divine guidance to his sons and daughters. And, and that's why we should never end up in a pickle. We should never end up at a dead end. We should never end up in trouble because the Holy Spirit would never lead you into a brick wall. He sometimes will lead you down a difficult path. He'll lead you, you know, to a place that looks impossible sometimes. But he'll never lead you to a dead end. Hallelujah. There's always something better that, that the Holy Spirit is trying to lead you to. But you see, it's the divine guidance that we have to rely on. So one of the ways of God is that God supplies or gives supernatural guidance to his sons and daughters by way of the Holy Spirit. But we've got to tune our ear to the voice of the Spirit. Children of Israel, God said, they forgot my ways. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. Before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. Hello, this is Pastor Ray. I wanted to take a moment from today's broadcast to tell you about a brand new book I've written that's just become available for purchase entitled Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise. I wrote this book because of after more than 37 years of pastoring, I see too many Christians, both newly saved and those mature in their walk with God, fall victim to a device of the enemy that he has been using against God's people ever since the beginning of time. It's simply a threefold plan of discouragement, doubt, and compromise. I know this material will be a tremendous blessing to you in encouraging and stimulating your faith and helping you to truly be more than a conqueror. Why not go to my website right now and order your copy, PastorRayNY.com. Why not order a copy for a friend as well? That's PastorRayNY.com.